Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Yeah, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm around. You don't want to what? Man, me. Me. Tell I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, everybody? This is Tesla Figaro, the host of Straight Shot, No Chaser Podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network. We are continuing our series partnered with the George Floyd Foundation in this important work uh, that we are doing to reach out to our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. As you guys know, I believe in Matthew 25, when I was in prison, you did not see me. So this is our opportunity to be able to talk directly uh, to incarcerated individuals to bring them hope, inspiration, and training opportunities uh, to help you uh, do your time better and have steps as you move forward on once you get home. Joining me today, and if you have not, before I introduce my next guest, if you have not checked out uh, the previous episodes, please uh, make sure that you do. Uh, each one of them you will see in the description uh, titled as uh, the George Floyd uh, Foundation Partnership so that you can really get an understanding on this series. Uh, we are not only sending this, this directly to 500,000 incarcerated individuals who are listening to this right now, but I'm also sharing it on our our podcast uh, on iHeartRadio, which is the largest audio platform in the world. So I do believe that between those two, uh, we should be able to directly touch more than a few and have an impact. Joining me today is Dr. Mary White. She is an assistant professor at Houston Baptist University. And she leads, uh, one of the leaders at the Fountain of Praise Prison Ministry. She is an ordained minister. I reached out to uh, Madam President at George Floyd Foundation, uh, Sarita McGee, and I asked her, who would be the ideal person that can come talk about uh, the spiritual journey or the need uh, for spiritual healing for individuals who have been incarcerated that have ever that have either given up hope, looking for new hope, need to be refreshed or just need to maintain the hope and spirit and spirituality that they have? One of the important things, if you guys go back and listen to the previous episodes, we talked about mental health and one of the core things uh, to mental health and the mental health journey is the heart. Uh, there is work that needs to be done on the heart. So Dr. Mary is here to talk to us about the heart and I want to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Dr. White. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. So much. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate this opportunity. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for all that you do. So Dr. White, tell us, just getting straight into it. And again, for my listeners who are listening to this on the, on the podcast, 
we are going to be speaking as if we are speaking directly to the incarcerated individuals because we are. And so, Dr. White, um, I guess just briefly, you you could have chosen to be in many things. Uh, and prison ministry, obviously, we always say those uh, few are called uh uh, many are chosen, but few are chosen. Yes, ma'am. So yeah. tell us out of all of the ministries you could be a part of, why is it that you believe uh, you've been chosen uh, for prison ministry and why it's important that you're using your gift uh, in that area? Oh, wow. Give me a hard question, man. I tell yeah. you, um, I have been active in the prison outreach since, oh, I guess this would make it uh, my uh, 30, maybe 30 years now, mm-hmm. 25, 30 years. Um, it started out, I'm a, a single parent. I was a single, still am, of two African-American males. And there was a message that said, if you have a need, plant a seed. And my own personal family said that a single Black female could not raise sons that I didn't have the fortitude, the mindset to be a single female raising boys. And they would probably want, and even statistics said they're going to wind up in prison. Mm -hmm. Just can't do it. And I said, not on my watch. That's not going to happen. Not with me. So the pastor preached, if you have a need, plant a seed. And so I said, okay, you know what, God, if people are saying that's where they're going to wind up, then let me go in there and talk to to men who are there now. I'm going to plant a seed with somebody else's child. Mm-hmm. And through going in, um, just going into the male units and talking to the young men who some of them, well, at the time, my sons were uh, adolescents, they were teenagers, 14, 15, and now 40 and 41. So um, just going in, I think, was the biggest catalyst, the best seed I could have planted that I reaped with my own two sons, you know, not going in, not having things happen in their lives. And so it started out like that. That's how I got hooked. It was a personal reason. But once I went in and I saw so many men that would look at me and say, man, you talk to me like my mama, like, man, you know, I just, I just, you know, that's what my mama would say. And I felt like at that point, I was the person that somebody's mama was praying for Mm. saying, Lord, send somebody to talk to my son, send somebody to talk to my child. And I sensed that I was that one. That's how it started. Yeah, truly standing in the gap. And I believe that, too. So as you're going in and one of the things uh, that one of our guests, uh, Dr. Uh, I mean, Sheila Bruno brought up was the lack of uh, mental health therapy that is there to help people even understand what was attached to, you know, even the road to prison and and how uh, the lack of understanding the journey and, and how to move forward is it's not there. Um, on the spiritual side of things, and I, I just think those things go hand in hand, you know, the heart and also, you know, the mind. What would you say the, the people that you're sitting down with, are, are they individuals uh, that have requested help? Are you talking to people in general or how or how do you, I guess, who's who's your typical client, you know, that, that you're seeing? Because I'm, I'm trying to for the for those who are listening, I'm, I'm wanting to understand where they are in their path. Is it? They they want they they're reaching out to help. Is the system requiring them to get help? Uh, are they angry with God? Give us and I know everybody's different. And, it, you know, I'm speaking in general terms. But typically, who is that that person that's sitting in front of you uh, that you engage with for the first time? 
Most times because we would go in or I would go in and under the term of religious services. Mm-hmm. So those would be the people that would come, not necessarily seeking to hear the gospel, just wanting to get out of my unit. Mm-hmm. So um, their purpose for coming might not have been to hear the gospel. So we would have diverse audiences. Didn't matter. They, they, they came and we met them where they were. So and we taught a course that was called Alpha. The Alpha course was to teach you about how to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. So I had two different groups that we would meet. The Alpha course was one-on-one. The church service was hundreds, 200, 300 men and women that would come to the units to hear, you know, to get out of the unit or to hear the gospel. But here's the piece. What helped me the most is because we talk about the mind. I'm an educator by trade. And so I could, I knew some of the things that would, that had caused that, that piece, that gap in their logic or in their thinking or in their literacy skills, as well as in their, in their, in their spiritual. So it was combining those two, combining who you are spiritually with how you've been thinking or what teacher dropped you or what you didn't learn. And so it was taking both of those and bringing them together. You might have come for one reason, but I would go into what happened to you in elementary school. Mm-hmm. What teacher dropped you mm-hmm. or said something about you in, in school that you said, my teachers don't believe in me anyway. And so you took that and made that your purpose in life. So mm-hmm. I used both of those. And mm-hmm. once we kind of pulled, went through all of that, then we were able to get to the soul issue, your emotions relationship with your father. What do you think about your earthly father? And what you believe about your earthly father, you transferred that belief onto your heavenly father. So let's work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's deep. And and I'm I'm so glad you said that. And I, I pride myself, I have a master's in adult education and uh, Sheila and I, I went to one of her trainings, uh, well, one of her job uh, interview trainings in prison. I joined her on that and you're absolutely right. When you are an educator by trade, you're always, you know, looking for the tools on how the dot connects to something else. And one of the things and that's why I just I'm so proud of this series, because what we're trying to do is connect all of those dots, how they're interconnected. They're not a singular issue. It's not even just, you know, the teacher or the dad. It goes to the even the system itself, how the system was created, but also your own responsibility in that journey as well. And I tell people two things can be true at one time. It's not a zero sum game, either over here or over there, but really trying to put the pieces together on, you know, how it all makes sense. So the spiritual side of it. So if they say, you know, I'm I'm coming in because I need something to do. Now, the individuals who are listening to this are listening to it by choice. Uh, they have clicked on this for one reason or the other. Uh, maybe it is I just need to get my mind off of something. Maybe it is I'm really yearning for help. Maybe it's just because. You know, I want something to do while I'm working out. But I do believe that first step is so much more further than what we normally do when we engage folks who are just, you know, trying to get time out the unit. So speaking to that person, if they were to say to you, you know, Dr. White, I, I, I'm i angry at God because of my situation or I don't know God because of my situation. I'm, I'm not big on religion, but I know that I am hurting. How do you talk to them directly between the difference of religion, which usually carries the weight of if you're religion, you need to be be perfect. You need to go to church every Sunday. You need to do this. You need to do that. How how would you speak directly to them on understanding the the difference between their spiritual health versus religion? 
Exactly. And that's what it is. So many people are in the unit and they and they go to services and they come out religious. And when they are finally released, they they are religiously institutionalized, but they have no relationship with Christ. And so what we what what I want to get to is let's start with number one. I'm not I'm not I'm not pushing religion. I'm pushing relationship with a Christ, Jesus the Christ. Um, I, I'm saying that just like you can eat a good meal and it makes you feel so good inside. This is what I am saying. You can get into a relationship with Christ that makes you feel better about who you are. Um, not just, I don't want you to just be healed. I want you to be whole, whole in your mind, whole in your spirit, whole in your emotions. So how do we make that happen? We start with number one, angry with God. Let's talk about the anger. When did you sense or what made you think about being angry? What did God do to you that made you angry? You see, because anger is a learned emotion. We don't just wake up and say, man, I'm angry. Somebody taught you how to be angry. Somebody said to you, what you just did, that's anger. So where did you meet up with this anger and you assimilated your anger with Jesus? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you go to church and somebody said, you can't wear that in here? And they didn't let you stay or, 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 or did you, did your mother make you pray and you didn't know why you had to pray, but she said, pray. So you were angry because you were made to pray as opposed to being taught about praying to the father who is your, 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 ad, your advocate. So we want to talk about when did you first become angry with Christ? What happened? Let's get into that. Did, did you pray and you ask God to keep you from getting a, 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 a spanking, but you got a spanking anyway. So you were angry because you felt he didn't answer your prayer. Or, or are you angry because you felt like you 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 deserved a better life? You didn't have a mama and a daddy, but everybody else did. So you're angry because you think God didn't give you perfect parents. So now I'm angry at God. We need to talk about the source because you see, Everything is a spirit. We're talking about spirituality. There's a spirit behind this. And the goal behind the spirit is to do exactly what you what you have now. Be angry with God. And this is the very one that can help you and deliver you. But if you don't think that they can, then you'll stay away from it and never be able to resolve, why am I angry? Somebody, we call them triggers. Um, a trigger is something that, People will say a word, and if it's a certain word, it'll trigger a response to an experience that might have happened when you were five or six or seven. It's not a current trigger. It's something that happened to you when you were, yeah, maybe your father molested you when you were six, and you're still angry about that. And so when someone says the word father, it triggers you back to that six-year-old that was molested, not the 30-year-old that's in prison. So mm. we want to talk about where did that get in? Where did that spirit come in? And then when we can pick that apart and get you to understand that the incident was not your fault. Mm-hmm. The incident was not your fault. It might have happened to you, but it was not your fault. And mm. once we start picking away at what is the cause, when were you angry? What did you learn from that anger? It's a trigger. We want to delve into what is the trigger. And then once we delve into the trigger of it, now we can get to my God shall supply my need. And I have a need to be set free from anger mm-hmm. because it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what do you say to the person that says, you know, I, I'm not a believer in Christ. I am Jewish. I am Muslim. I am a different denomination because when I, when I, when I hear you say, you know, I, I talked to them about following Christ. I know for many people that after that, they hear nothing else because they think that, and even though I am, I am a Christian and, and what I've seen in the Christian faith is they may feel, and that could be any religion. I'm only going by my experience that it's pushed upon them, you know, to be a part of, of a certain religion as you're going through that process. What do you say to them who are listening now that said, oh, she's talking about Christ. Let let me tune out. How do you, you know, work with those individuals to get to be able to go deeper into the things you're, you're talking about? Thank you so much. It's the, it goes back to the same thing. How, how you were first introduced to Christ. If you were introduced to Christ as Baptist, then you think I'm pushing religion. Mm-hmm. But if you were introduced to Christ as an actual systems of thinking, system of believing. It is a system. It is a spiritual system of believing. It has nothing to do with a particular religion. Mm. Now let's talk about this belief system. It's a belief system. And and so it is with, with any kind of Catholicism. It's a belief system. Um, Christianity is a belief system. It's a system of belief. So in this particular, it's just like with a social studies textbook. You read that textbook because it's teaching you about a certain topic. And so now what I'm saying is, let's talk about the system of spirituality. Mm-hmm. The system. What does spirituality look like? That there is a Holy Spirit. What mm-hmm. does that look like? How do I embrace this notion of a Holy Spirit? How does it guide me? How does it lead me? And so that's where I go. So when you're when you're working with these individuals, what is the main, if you had to sum it up, and I know it could be various because everybody's different, what is the, your your typical pushback from them on trying to, uh, in mediation, we call it peeling the onion, you know, going back and all of the things you talked about to get them to open up. What is, because whoever's listening right now, guaranteed they'll probably have the pushback that, that you norm, that you typically get. And so I want to give them an answer to that pushback. What would you say is, is the, the, the top thing the major, that, yeah. yeah. The major for trust. Okay. I don't trust you. I don't trust what you're saying, lady. I don't trust what you're saying. You might not even come back next month. You here today, but are you going to be here next month? My mama left me. My, my daddy left me. Trust. I, I, how can I trust what you're saying is 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 gonna work? Trust it's a trust factor, and so what I talk about is I'm not trying to get you to trust me because I'm human. I, I, yeah, I'll say I'm coming back next month, but something might happen and I don't show up. Not me, but trust that what I'm telling you, what I'm teaching you, is truth. Trust what I'm saying is something that you can use to better your life. Don't trust me. Trust what I'm saying. Mm. I tell you a perfect example. Uh, I, I met a gentleman in the prison that um, I was one for memorizing uh, what I call truth. You, you call it scripture. And so we were talking about memorizing. And he said, um, I've had surgery. I have seizures. I, I, I don't have short-term memory. And I said, who told you you don't have short-term memory? 
Well, I know I can't remember scriptures. I can't. I was like, yes, you can't. Somebody has to teach you a different way to think about this. And so that's what I'm doing. So I began to teach him how to use his short-term memory. The next time I came back, he was able to re- to memorize one scripture and he began to weep. And this is a big, big, big husky guy. And he said, no one ever taught me how to read scripture. Mm-hmm. And I was always told I have no short term. I have no short term memory. And so what am I saying? I'm saying this. Um, whoever taught you that this is religion is is how you've come to believe what it looks like. And so what I come in and say, let's change your frame of reference about spirituality. Spirituality doesn't mean you're going and you look weird and you act weird and you talk weird. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a spirituality that says um, how to not be angry when you feel like anger is your only choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How to not um, respond back and lash out at people when they have mistreated you. How do we do that? What does that look like? This is when spirituality comes in and says, here is um, how tangibly your way of thinking, your way of viewing, your way of saying, as I mentioned before, what is that trigger that made me go off on them? And, and, and how, what do I do to stop letting that trigger move me? Mm-hmm. What are some tangible ways to stop it? Number one, you look at how it came about in the first place. What happened? What caused it in the first place? Um, there are, there are, there are young men in the units that we've talked to that saw their fathers get arrested and they said, so my daddy was like this. I'm going to be like this. That's a spirit because it's a way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So you, you reach channel that thinking and say, okay, that happened to him. He is not you. You might have his DNA, but that's it. What you do is different. How you respond is different. Rechanneling, and when we talk about, and I want to really get everyone to understand, don't fear the term spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't fear that if you say that now, that because what we have done is we've made that term um, sound um, uh, fearful. We've made it sound weird when you use the word, oh, she's so spiritual. We've made it sound weird or something you don't want to embrace. And that's the job um, of, of an alternative force is to get you to think of it as weird and, and, and hokey pokey. I don't want anything that's going to make me act like that. But let me say this. You smoke marijuana and it make you act hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. You, you, you drink alcohol and it make you act weird. Mm-hmm. So why not try this? Mm-hmm. At least you won't wake up tomorrow with a hangover. That's right. <laughs> At least you'll wake up tomorrow still free, not bound. And it don't cost you dollars and cents. It just costs you to say, you know what? Let me try. You Here's the piece. Try it. At least try it. What you got to lose? Mm-hmm. Try it. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that 
the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What do you say to the person that says, if, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the point about when you said, hey, don't believe me, I'm just a human. I love when we put ourselves out there in the front, because that's usually what people, they uh, automatically want to put it on the human. And I see that in politics and in and, and religion. If, if we were just honest enough to be able to say, I, I, I know I'm going to fail you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. It means I'm going to fail you to remove that excuse, meaning that don't put the power on me because that's that's what happens along the way. And I, I talk about it all the time. And for those who check out my podcast, if you just tell the people, I, I know I can't do all of these things. I know I can't be p- perfect, but I'm talking about something bigger than self. And if we talk more about it, so if that person is saying, hey, man failed me, people failed me, the system failed me. If I can't believe in what I see, how do I believe in the unseen? And for me, the unseen has always been what I can depend on because the unseen for me in my spiritual journey has always uh, been there for me as a place of comfort. The Bible said it, it is, he'll send you a comforter. But for those who didn't, who don't have that comfort and their comfort has been placed in human, including their mom and their dad, and they've been so broken by having that comfort in the human being. And you're saying, you know, try the spiritual side. But they say, I can't see the spiritual side. How can can I believe something that I can't see? What do you tell them to actually to work? Here's the piece. You can see. You do operate in the spirit. You just don't realize it. Mm. Have you ever sat down and said, and it came to your, what you said, my mind, but it was really in your spirit. Mm. Man, I want a hamburger. And you saw that hamburger. You could taste that hamburger. You knew if you got to the hamburger joint, you were going to be able to eat that hamburger. You don't see, it's not in front of you. It was in that realm. Mm-hmm. It was in that realm. And that realm began to talk to you. That ram began to speak to you so much so that now you are hungry for something you don't see. Not in the natural, but you see it in another ram. 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about embracing that same realm. So don't say you don't operate in the spirit realm. Yes, you do. You do operate in the spirit realm. There are times when you see an outfit that you want to, well, uh, pre being arrested, you go shopping and you see this outfit hanging and you see yourself wearing that outfit, walking in that outfit. You don't have it on, but you got a vision of what you're going to look like if you buy it. That's the spirit. Same spirit. So, yeah, we do operate in the unseen. Mm-hmm. We operate in it. We just don't want to say we do. We think it's like, you know, you, but that's all it is. It's operating in the unseen. I want it. I see it in another realm. And I want it. And I'm going to do everything I can to get it because I see it in that other realm. So it is with the spirit. I don't want to be angry. I see myself as not being in this angry person. I see myself as not letting them go off or going off on them the next time they come my way. I see myself in that realm not doing that. Mm-hmm. The difference is, what I say is, yes, you can have that. And now here's a comforter that's going to help you make it happen. You're mm-hmm. not walking that alone because you got a comforter that's going to help you make that happen. And that's where we come in and say, I'm going to walk alongside you. I'm going to show you how this works. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do? My part, my part as the coach is to pray. That's my part. My part is to pray because I've got this, I've got this new person walking in this spirit realm. So my part is to pray you through this spirit realm because I've got the higher realm. Mm-hmm. I'm praying you through it. And then what I pray is that they have a tangible experience with it. Have a tangible experience that you know, oh, this is what she, oh, this is what, this is what she meant about seeing something and then it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, you do operate in the spirit realm. Yeah. And, and, and even, and that's in good and bad, you know, they say, whatever you, whatever you speak, yes. you know, life is in, yes. in the, uh, life yes. that is in the tongue. And I'll use an, I'll use an example for the brothers who are listening. One of the podcast episodes, uh, will be with Clifford Johnson. And we're going to talk in particular about, and a lot of the brothers will call it intuition or I should have followed my first yes. mind. And I, I'll wow. tell him. We talk all the time. He's been my friend for over 20 years. And uh, the day that he was paralyzed, he kept saying, I mean, literally, this is after he did 15 years and came home and was going over somebody's house. And I was on the phone with him. And all the way as he was going, he kept saying, I'm uncomfortable being over here. Well, first, even backtracking, he would always say, if I go back home, I know I'm going to end up getting shot. This is just what he already spoke into life because of thinking that, okay, the life he once previously lived, karma would catch up and he would speak those things. And I would say, why would you say that? And he said, I just know that's how it is when once you come home. Everybody I know that came home ended up facing a tragedy. There you and go. so he was oh, speaking to those things. And then on that day that he was shot, he was saying, I don't like going to the east side. I'm on the phone with him the whole time, Dr. White. I'm saying, well, why don't you just go home? Why don't you go home? Literally, as he pulled up, he literally looked and said, I don't like this feeling over here. I do not like this. But I'm going to go in right quick and I'm going to watch the rest of the Cowboy game. And then I'm going to be right out and just went to a friend's house. This had nothing to do with him, but just going to a friend's house and just a random drive by. And I told him that's not. And it's so interesting because when I went to see him in prison, the first thing he told me is always he said, I should have always followed my first mind. And so what I tell him in that situation 
It's not your first mind. It's the Holy Spirit knocking at the door, trying to talk to you, trying to come in, speaking over and over, speaking through yourself, speaking through me, speaking to people around you. And it is up to you if I want to hear the conversation. And so people would ask, well, how do I know that it's the spirit speaking? My grandmother used to tell me uh, and it, it would bother me. She's 90 years old. And she would always say, talk to the father, talk to the father. I call her with a problem. Is grandma, what, what do I do in my marriage? Or what do I do in my relationship? Or what do I do with that? And her answer would be always talk to the father. And it would get so frustrating because I would say, grandma, I want to talk to you. I want to you tell me what I need to do instead of talking to the father. So now with her being 90 years old, I was able to bless her publicly in front of my in front of our family, at our family reunion and say, I finally understood what it means to talk to the father, because what I tell people is if you talk long enough, he will start talking back. But you have to be able to recognize that voice and recognize when it is it is telling you to go left instead of right, to go forward instead of backwards, because we also know that principalities will be talking to you as well to keep you on the track that got you in a situation in the first place. So what would be some advice as we wrap up? What would be some advice on that? How do I know this is the Holy Spirit talking to me? Because I think the brothers and sisters feel that the Holy Spirit don't talk to them because they don't have access or uh, they've been kicked aside or the Holy Spirit no longer even wants to have a conversation with them. And we know that is not true. In fact, it's the very opposite. He's the very one. Uh, you are the very one that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to. So how do they discern the difference between when this is this, this is the Holy Spirit talking to me versus bad demons and, and principalities and that devil on, you know, the, the cartoon of seeing the devil on your shoulder telling you to, to go in the opposite direction. How do they discern that? And can they, or is there some basic steps you can give them on, on, uh, on, on that spiritual journey? And let me say, the preface it with this great question. I still battle with making sure I recognize which voice is speaking to me. Yes. So it doesn't, it's not like it stopped. I still war and say, okay, let me try, let me, now, When we talk about the Holy Spirit or the voice, who has authority in your life? Mm. You may hear something your mother said when you were growing up, authority, and you'll hear her say, listen to that voice because it's going to start out with the familiar, familiarity. It's going to start out with the familiar voice of authority. Could be your mother. You might be doing something and you will hear a voice that will say, I still love you regardless of what you did. And you say, mama, that's the spirit. It's the authority in the voice. It's the authority in the voice. The other thing is you will have a sense of uh, peace about yourself. When, when you hear now, and let me say this. The spirit is of no um, 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 diversity. It doesn't matter. Black, white, green, purple, yellow, red hair, blue hair, purple hair, polka dot hair, female, male, don't matter. All people. Because in, in the teachings of Jesus the Christ, he says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that says that we all are spirit-laden. But it's which spirit? And that's a question. How do I know? whether it's a, a, a dark spirit or a light spirit. That's how I'll define dark versus light. One, the authority figure, you will hear their voice. Your mother, 
whoever was of a good authority in your life, not a bad authority. Mm -hmm. You will hear that voice. Two, I always say wait until you have complete peace. Don't move the minute you hear that voice. I would teach my children when they were in school and they were taking a test and they didn't know the answer. I would tell them, just put your hand over your mouth and pray and say, Holy Spirit, help me. And so, which you can say, since I don't want to get everybody entangled with terms and, and Holy Spirit, just stop. When you hear it, stop. Don't move. Don't move. And then say, Spirit of truth. Spirit of truth, guide me. Mm. And don't move. Spirit of truth. Now, why is he responding? Because he says, the teachings say, I will lead and guide you into all truth. Now, that spirit of truth might hurt. That spirit of truth may say, you got anger issues. Get rid of that spirit of truth might say some things that you don't want to hear, but it's truth anyway. Spirit of truth, guide me. And then wait. And that same still voice, it might be your mama's voice, whoever was your positive voice of authority will speak again and tell you what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Act on it. The minute you act on it, and what you believe is truth, you will have what we call confirmation. Something will happen. Someone will say something to you. And it'll be exactly what you heard. Mm -hmm. Because there are always witnesses to the voice. Yes, it is. I like that. There. Yes, it is. Oh, well, that's deep. That's deep. If there's a scripture on that, if you know of one, I would love to after this, not for this podcast, but I like what you just said. There's always witnesses to the voice. I would definitely like to know, you know, more of that uh, yeah. and how we connect that uh, biblically, because um, I'm sure there's a, a reference. There is. He talks about bearing witness. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's deep. All right. So there we were cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So you've given the guys, and again, for those who are listening, again, thank you so much for listening. These are baby steps. It is only so much we can cover, you know, in 30, 40 minutes. I'm sure uh, Dr. White would agree with what I'm about to say, which is certainly, you know, reach out to the spiritual advisors uh, there. That resource is available to you. We have to get to a place where you have to remove your pride and not be ashamed to say, I need help, particularly people who have had to fight every battle by themselves. Uh, you are not in the battle alone. And that is the, the usually the first mistake uh, that I see, not even just with, with folks who have been incarcerated, but even me, myself, just this last weekend, there was a battle that came to me. And I said, you know what? This is a battle I don't have to fight. I'm used to fighting every battle. Being, usually I'm fighting the, bat the battle for folks. But sometimes we have to understand that God does give us opportunities uh, for people to help fight alongside of you or fight battles that you may be too weak uh, to fight by yourself. We have to remember when uh, Moses was sent to free Pharaoh and he said, I don't know what to say. And he said, don't worry about it. I'm going to send Aaron. He's a communicator. We have to understand that when Mary, I'm getting on a pre, I'm getting to start preaching here now, Dr. White. We have to understand that, um, that when yeah, that's we, I stirred up your spirit, you sure did. And I, I can feel it. I can feel it. It's I'm getting chills bump as you said it. We have to remember, uh, that every battle, uh, is, is not alone. And when we start fighting by ourselves, the isolation, the isolation alone of thinking that I'm in it by myself, that don't nobody care. Nobody's with me. Understand that that person that is with you may not be your mother, your father, your sister, your cousin that won't come see you. It could be a Dr. White. It could be a Tesla figure or somebody you ain't never seen. And based upon what we said about him sending a comforter, he never said the comforter going to be your cousin. He said, send you a comforter. So I'm hoping that this message will comfort somebody and knowing that there are people who care. There are people who are praying for you. And the same time, I can still hold you accountable for the work that you need to do. And two things can be true at one time. Loving you enough to hold you accountable to do the work. And then my part to make sure that I'm going uh, to continue to do the work, to be that communicator on your behalf when you may find yourself at a loss for words. I think the biggest thing is opening your heart, you know, yeah. to that and 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 being open, you know, to change and being open to healing, not even about the shape, just being open to to get some healing on your soul. And so I'll I'll let you clear that up before I go on a preaching spree here. I'm you know I'm a bootleg preacher. And so <laughs> before I start preaching, but I, I just know this is just me personally, you know, uh and and my friend he would say, why do you take time, you know, Spud, who will be interviewing, why do you take time, you know, caring about people that that you don't know? Why do you take time you know, he said, you know, I was set up by people that were supposed to be my friends. I don't understand why you do what you do. And I said, you know, we like to talk about on social media, who's the GOAT, who's the greatest of all times. You know, we'll say, oh, this is the GOAT. He's the greatest. And I said, but you know what the reality of it is in the Bible, who the GOAT is? The GOAT is very clear. It says that we're going to divide up. There's going to become a time. And if you don't believe in this, I tell people, don't worry about it. You don't have nothing to worry about. 
But if I'm right, there's going to be a time where the goat will be separated from those who were the sheep, not the sheep that followed everybody, but the sheep that was about the shepherd's work. And Dr. White, I want to be made clear that I am about the shepherd's business. Y'all can be the greatest of all time on earth, but I want to be about the shepherd's business. Those who said, when you were in prison, you came to see me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I didn't have clothes, you gave me clothes. You gave me shelter. I want to be about the shepherd's work and about the shepherd's business. And like you said, at the beginning of it all, you don't have nothing to lose. If I'm if I'm wrong and we just disappear and go into space into a bliss, then I'm still going to be all right. But what if I am what if I'm right about this? What if what if there's a time where it's going to matter what I did on this earth? And I can't say, well, my mama didn't do me this or that person do me right. Or I tried to reach out to Tesla and she didn't help me. What is it that you're going to be able to say that you did about being about the shepherd's business? And you can't help somebody else if you first don't want to help yourself. So I'll give you the, the closing statements. But I wanted to say that to, to those who are listening. Thank you for listening. Listening is not in vain. Don't think for one second that just I'm just listening to a podcast. The step that you took to even click like and to hear this message all the way through tells me now that he's trying to reach you. So I'll give you the last closing thoughts, Dr. White. Thank you. Um, and, and so here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to speak to what you understand, and it's called judging. Yes. It is a man's judgment that put you where you are now. A man decided you were guilty and judged it and said, here's what you need to do. When we talk about spirituality, it's a judgment. And the judgment says you are not guilty and you have been liberated and somebody else served your turn. Mm -hmm. mm. So judge found guilty, but somebody else is, is serving your turn. Mm -hmm. So when we look at it, and I say again, it's not the spirituality that's got you stopped procrastinating. It's your fear yeah. of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's your fear of the spirit. And so that's what we're talking about, to not be afraid of it, but to try. Yeah. Try that rain. Try the next time you don't know what to do. Just try it and say, you know what? That, that Dr. White and Tess, they talk about the spirit. All right, Holy Spirit, talk to me right now. And you can have a little attitude about it. Spirit mm -hmm. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to talk to me. Talk. If you're real, come, yeah, you, if you, if you, if you real, come talk to me right here. Be ready because he's going to talk. Yes, he is. He, he said, I don't come unless you invite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, so invite him. Just, yeah, you, you all that. What else you got to do? Ask him. If you if, if you are that, come talk to me. And he's going to tell you something about you. He's going to tell you about me. He's going to tell you about Tess. He's going to tell you something about you that only you and the spirit know. And it's going to put hair on your, you're going you to go, oh, you're going to jump. Because this thing is real. This is real. And so I'm just asking you to try it. The very next time. The very next time, and it's going to be in, a, in in minutes after this podcast. Yes, it is. You're going to come to a moment of decision about something. Could be, I'm not going to say, but you're going to come to a moment of decision about something. Yes, it is. And so before you make that decision, just say, you know, just to, Holy Spirit, if you real, talk to me. 
and then wait. And as sure as my name is what it is, he's going to talk. Absolutely. Now, my question is, what you going to do about it? What you going to do, do about it? And it will, just to reconfirm, they say, too, when they join together, touch and agree, it is going to happen uh, immediately after this podcast. And I, I feel that, too, um, because, again, this is no coincidence. Everything uh, is for the good of those who love the Lord. So I believe that. Dr. Mary, is there... Um, I know you do prison ministry with your church, but is there a way for people to follow your work or do, or is it just the private ministry or those who may be listening? Is there any projects you're working on that you want to share? Um, if not, that's fine. But I wanted to at least give you that as, as we close up. Well, w- one of the things definitely I'm working on right now is housing because like we're seeing that for females, there's a lack of housing when they come out, mostly mm-hmm. because they have children. And, right. and, and facilities will house you, but not your kids. Mm-hmm. So um, we're looking into finding a funding, Second Chance Act of funding. But to start out with, what I want to do is before I even provide something for your physical body, we're looking at counseling for your spirit. So that when you come out, small group studies to help um, women and men get to the basis of what's going on in their life. So that's right now what we're working on is finding a place. COVID has caused some restrictions of being able to find a location and with all the ramifications. So we're probably going to have to go with virtual, but we're working those out. Um, I have a, a website, which of course is Dr. Mary E. White. Um, if you want to go to a website, it is Dr. Mary E. White. And, and um, I am working on podcasts, but right now the goal is finding a place where people can come once they have been out so that they can hear or get in a small group so that they can talk to other like-minded people that have gone through. And what can I do? Reality, reality. How are we going to help you walk this out? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, I will extend the offer to you just as I did with Sheila Bruno. If you are always welcome to record, not just me interviewing you, but to record any content. You say you were working on a podcast. I lend my podcast space to folks, not lending mean and charge you anything or ask for anything. But we can put content as much as you want out. I am, I am more than willing to do that. I've, t- I've offered it to so many different people, but they never take me up on it. But I always still, I do my part because I want to make sure. Remember when I said, when I go before, hey, I did what I was supposed to do. So I will always extend that invite to you. If you want to record something, we'll talk more about it all on the air, but I'm saying a part of the recording because I want people to, to at least be looking out from more from you and I tell folks hey you want to record 30 minutes or 45 minutes on something you want to get out to the masses I certainly uh, have invited uh, several people to take that offer up and they are more than willing to use my space because I want to do uh, what I can to make sure I do my part people always say oh well what can you do and I tell people push the line P-U-S-H policy until something happens and it comes down on my logo one person is pushing the P the U the S the H they're not looking at what's going on on the side of them or who ain't doing what. They're looking ahead and saying, what can I do as one person? So that's my one person thing to be able to offer my space to you anytime at any moment that you want people Perfect. to hear this work and hear what you're doing. I'm, I'm open to that. Perfect. I will take you up on it. Believe me. <laughs> yes, this ma'am. is the confirmation of some things I've heard about this year. I've heard someone talk about that 2022 is, is my whole year, the year that I'm going to be whole. Because I'm going to work, I'm, I will receive everything that belongs to me this whole year because I'm oh. old. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, that's another confirmation. My tour is actually called, where I'm going around doing organizing in, in about five different states. And the tour name is called It's All About You in 2022. 
So that's confirmation. Yeah, that's confirmation. Yeah, you guys heard that? See, that's what we're talking about. The confirmation. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. And we wasn't all holy, holy up in the clouds. We just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. how the spirit works. Just like that. You just heard an actual example of how the spirit works. Yes, just like that. Yes, it does. And even further, I'll go with that. It's so interesting. Uh, my campaign in 2012 was called Doing It For Ourselves in 2012. So here we are 10 years later. For those who are listening, remember I talked about Pharaoh. 10 means completion. See those enemies no more. That's the reason why you had 10 signs. That's right. You had 10 signs with Pharaoh. 10 times he's tried to talk to you and keep giving example after example after example. And for somebody listening, this is the 10th time. This is the multiple times. And so now it's been put on you. And like Dr. White said, what are you going to do about it? Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. White. We look forward to having you back anytime, any place. It's always welcome to you. Uh, and and more importantly, as we go through this series, uh, because I think there is a lot to unpack, I may, uh, you know, ask you to come back, you know, as we because as I'm weaving this together, some of the guests, I want to have them kind of come back and you know, go a little bit further or something we didn't get a chance to 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 cover in this 45 minutes. But for or for even right, a panel. Yeah. Where yeah we, we, no just panel we just yes, throw it at each other. We just throw it at each other. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So thank you so much again for joining me. Oh, thank yeah. you again to the George Floyd Foundation, uh, in particularly uh, Sarah McGee and Tara Brown, uh, who uh, one is the director and the president of the George Floyd Foundation. But more importantly, uh, Sarita's relationship. Sharita, with Dr. Yes, White. my, my yes. bestie, Sharita. For actually doing the work. And people don't know that. And she is a, I admire, I admire her steadfastness. And I've learned a lot from her with working her, with her for the last year or so. You want to talk yes. about somebody that stands on God's principle. She's not loud like me. She don't make a bunch of noise like me. But when when she says she believes, she just believe. And I I, I just admire her and admire uh, such a blessing. Uh, they've been in my family. So thank you so much again, Dr. White. Again, guys, make sure you share this with somebody. Uh, those who are listening, share it with somebody, particularly somebody that you know has come home from prison or somebody you know that knows somebody in prison, because I guarantee they're going to find something from this podcast. And even if they never told you they were hurt, and I assure you they will get something from this podcast, because one of the biggest challenges is ego and pride, again, going back to Pharaoh. <laughs> so we're going to cancel all of that out. Make sure you share it with somebody. We are doing the important work uh, here at the Black Effect Podcast Network, speaking directly to your needs. This is Tesla Figure with Straight Shot No Chaser, and I will see you next time. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.